Hey friend, welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where we are all about taking inspired action towards showing up as the most confident and authentic version of ourselves. My name is Jess Bergio, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur dedicated to sharing the behind the scenes of how others created a life and business of their dreams. Each week, you can count on multiple episodes, bringing you an inside look at how you too can create the life and business of your dreams. Life and business isn't meant to be done alone. Join the Beauty Inspires Beauty community, where we connect each week to share our goals, dreams, and aspirations every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's crazy to just think like something like that had to happen in order for you to experience like that, right? Like it's so fucked up when shit like that happens that we're like, why, why did that have to happen in order for me to like solidify that? Not that you were in that process of thinking about it, but it's just, you know, there's moments in our life. Everyone has these defining moments where it ultimately impacts like the next 10 years of your life or the next, however many decisions you're going to make, because you know, that that could happen or that might be taken away or you lose that person and it shifts your perspective in such like a incredible way. And I think the industry for me, I thought in the beginning when I started out that something was wrong with me as a hairdresser because I wasn't so eat, sleep, breathe. All, all I did was talk about hair. And for years, I thought that just meant I wasn't a good hairdresser and that I was just going to do this until I figured out what I was really going to do with my life. Right. Cause I started so early in my career. I was eight, 19 years old, 18 quit, then 19. And, you know, I finally found my place when I realized there was other people that like to do other things too. I'm like, Oh, I'm not the, and then I, I heard the term multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I was like, Oh, you can have <laughs> multiple passions and you're not a weirdo. Like you isn't just one passion and purpose in your life. And that's all you could ever eat, sleep and breathe. And so I lean into that. And that's what I think grew me as a stylist behind the chair was I brought so much more as an experience conversations to behind the chair that my clients, I wasn't the best technically, you know, gifted stylist. I could do amazing hair, but not to the level, like some people, it was the experience that people were getting when they were in my space. And I know you do that same thing for you. And that's how you've, you created such a cult following with people who come to you to learn because you give so much more And by sharing all of this that you've shared, like that is part of your brand. It's part of who you are. It's part of how you show up unapologetically. So, I mean, there had to be some challenges along the way, right? So life started to take off. You got asked to teach these classes. Things were moving and grooving. You were stepping into this educator role and really defining your niche with blonding. And, and what were some challenges going out on your own? Were you at a salon at that time? And then when did you make the transition to fully stepping into education and then also going out on your own and opening your own suite. So I, uh, I've had a lot of hiccups along the way, of course. Um, I did not make COVID was a big wake up call. I think for a lot of us that resonates. So COVID put things into perspective and I was in a salon that there was nothing wrong with the salon. It just wasn't working for me anymore. And I wanted more. And I knew that I, I had talked about, you know, doing this private group and, you know, more education and online education. And, you know, when COVID happened, we all had to step back and it became very much on the virtual side of things. I would, I would literally teach free classes on Instagram and Facebook lives in my fucking condo, balayaging a mannequin, because I was like, we still need to stay active. We still need to keep doing this. And so that sort of planted that seed for me that I was like, I want to do more. I want to do more of this. I want to reach more people. I love my in-person classes. Nothing will ever replace in-person education. There's an energy and a connection and a camaraderie 
that you don't get when you're online. But 100%, yeah. I knew that it's, it's my job. I'm here to reach more people. And I don't mean that from like a monetary sense. I mean that from a, I am a connector. Um, one of my gifts is I'm, I'm a dot connector. I'm a, I throw out my spider web and then I pull it back and I connect all these people. And I just know that I'm meant to help more people than the, the 20 or 30 or 50 or whatever that can attend my in-person classes. So I, I literally created blogging crew. I was like, I want to create a private community. And I, I said this where I can brain dump. Okay. <laughs> because I have, I have so much information that I've absorbed from, you know, fucking up and learning and trial and error, whether it's blonding or, you know, now I'm, I'm getting into more life stuff, but I just wanted a place to dump all this so that I could help people on a bigger scale. Yes. And I've had blonding crew for, I believe a year and two months. And what started as just a place to, you know, throw some formulas and show people my technique has now become this incredible community of like-minded stylists. And, you know, people come and go as they see fit, but it's a community of inclusion and a safe space and learning and not just about hair and the science of hair and how to blonde, but it's boundaries and pricing and mental health and self-care. And it's all of these things packaged nicely into this, this little community that I call blending crew. And it has been a journey. It has been a learning journey, a learning curve. And I want to grow that. I want to bring in, you know, I'm building a team. I'm building a team of educators. Um, I have big dreams and goals that I know, Jessica, you and I have, have talked about some of the things that I want to do and that, you know, you want to do. And it's like, I want to acquire a team to reach more people and just cast out my bigger spider web because I want to help people. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I fucking want to help people. How do I help people today? How do I help? What can I do? How can I show up to help people? And whether that's send a voicemail to somebody in, you know, a voice message to somebody in Blonding Crew who's struggling. Hey, this client isn't happy. Uh, let me send you a voice message. Or whether it's answering a DM or whether it's answering a technical question. My job is to show up as me. And that is what I do. And I love this community that I've created and I love that it's going to grow and it's going to keep growing and it's going to grow into this empire. And I'm just, I'm so incredibly grateful and humbled and honored to have this beautiful platform to reach and help people. Mm. And it is, it is helping because it's a source of strength. And when you are consistent and people can rely on there always being real conversations happening over there. You bring those mentors and other experts and masters in on your IGTVs that only people on the, in the crew have access to. I think those conversations are just as powerful as learning how to blonde and to do all the technical stuff, right? Because we are still human at the end of the day. Like you might be the best technically skilled person at your salon, but if you're a hot fucking mess and you can't show up as yourself, your client's not coming back. She's not to give a fuck how good her hair looks, you know? So same with if you fuck up and melt part of her hair off. If you're an amazing human and she is, there's a deep connection, that client yeah. will give you another chance. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, yeah, I know a thing or two about that. So, <laughs> you know, what you were building and it matters and not everybody 
has a calling like that in life. And so, you know, those of us that don't are so grateful for people like you who are listening to that nudge and that intuition that you are meant to help more people and show up in the way that you are because you're able to help pour over. And you've recently realized yourself um, (laughs) that if you don't keep your cup full, (laughs) you're not going to have much to give and people are going to get a really shitty, shoddy version of you. And that's not what you want to give everybody. So I think you taking that time off in this last week to to go away and take some time to take care of yourself. Can you kind of share with us like how you kind of came to a head where you were like, fuck it, I need a break. Um, everything that I've been doing, like you said in the last episode has got me to where I am now, but what I've been doing is not sustainable. And yeah. I recognize that. And that awareness is I either do something about it or I drive myself into the ground and say, fuck this shit. So yeah. you took the ladder and you recognize shit wasn't working anymore and that you needed to figure out a way to create some space in your life which looked like you hiring a team of other educators to step in and fill the space when you weren't there, which I don't know if you know, if you realize how powerful that is to give the floor to other people who want to be in the role that you are, but maybe aren't there yet. And hopefully one day they move on and have their own epic empires as well. If one can hope, right. That's how we grow assistance. I hope one day you're not obviously my assistant anymore that you go on to make multi six figures, be a salon owner. If you want go online, like that's the goal. Anytime you, you, put your hand back and reach and say, Hey, come with me, you know? So giving people that space and then also trusting that the work you've done um, is in momentum and is moving in the right direction. And I think sometimes we forget there's other people we can bring into our circle that can kind of fuel the fire and then take the weight off of you and and maybe do things better than you're doing in some aspects. Right. (laughs) That's the beautiful thing about building a team and, and you getting to stay back in your zone of genius and do what you do, which is create and be the visionary for, what it is you want people to learn. And then it's learning to be able to share that with your team and have them bring your, your things out into the world. And that's what I love coaching and teaching on. And, and it's such a, it's such a cool thing to watch it evolve, but, you know, share with us what was going on. Uh, for those of you who don't follow her and she's brand new to you, she took a week off and totally cut off of social and, and gave <laughs> her a break and came back and was just on fire. So I know a lot of people can relate because after COVID, I think a lot of people came full back I know I I went through a lot of clients during that time who we worked on a lot of mental health stuff. We did a lot of like boundaries, non-negotiable work, and we we set up a lot of shit they weren't going to do when they went back to the slot. But then it was like the gates opened up and they were like, yeah, I know I said that, but I mean, I had the opportunity to work 10, 10 hour days straight. So I'm going to do it. And then, you know, two months later, they're calling me again, crying like, you're right. I fucked up. I should have done that. Now I'm burnt out. So, you know, I think we have to sometimes remind ourselves that we, what wasn't working, wasn't working. So you got to that place and then what? Well, like you said, I mean, I had, I had thrown myself into education and traveling and, and then COVID fucked up everybody's world. And, um, you know, I switched salons. I I got into a suite and, and I was still overworking and, and this, this stuff just kept coming up for me. Like, you know, I need more help. I'm, I'm afraid to ask for more help because it's a sign of weakness, which is total bullshit, but that's what my you know, my old tape says. Um, so I would say it's, it's been a series of little events when you start getting burnt out or exhausted and you're snapping at everybody. And, and I'm, I've been through enough fucking therapy in my life that I I kind of recognize, but I know I didn't want to acknowledge, you know, I, I thought I had to be on 24 seven. Um, 
during COVID, I literally let the entire world into my life through my stories. And I, you know, I cooked with my husband and we were goofballs and I literally showed every aspect of my life. And even if you go to my Instagram now and you scroll a long, long way down, there's a video of me crying in a towel and I'm pouring my heart and my soul out to the world and the world was in pain. And it was, you know, early in COVID and, and it just, I was always on, I was always on for my clients. I was always on for education. I was, was basically making a fucking martyr of myself for some bullshit reasons. And it wasn't, it hasn't been until the last, I don't know, year, six months. The beginning of this year was really sort of a, a wake up call for me. And I, and I, there was no defining moment, but I remember meeting with my coach at the time. And, and she said, this year is going to look different from you for you than you think. And I was like, what? And she's like, I'm just, I'm telling you, like, this is coming up for me and I need to tell you. And I was like, man, fuck all that. Yeah, you're right. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to hit seven figures. I'm going to hit eight figures. I'm going to do all this shit. Oh, nothing like I planned. Um, you know, I, I, I had exhausted myself. Um, you know, I was constantly 24 seven addicted. I will admit now addicted to my phone, addicted to making reels, addicted to going viral, addicted to that. I'm seeking external validation for a a fucking internal problem that I wasn't dealing with. And what kept coming up was this constant chasing of more. I am addicted to more. So what that means is I want more Sprite. I want more Skittles. I want more cocaine. I want more meth. I want more hair. I want more money. I want more cars. I want more, 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 more. But why is that? So when this theme keeps coming up, eventually your head's going to get slammed into a wall by, you know, your higher power of the universe until you fucking pay attention to these, these signs. And I just got to a point where I felt like I didn't have anything. I felt like I was going through the motions. And I honestly, if I'm being completely transparent, I said, I'm quitting hair. I said, I'm walking away from this fucking industry. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to be a motivational speaker. Well, fuck, I have nothing to give anyone right now, but fuck this industry, fuck teaching, fuck all of this. Like that's, that's a really incredibly vulnerable, shitty drop you to your knees point to get to. And so, you know, for the last couple of months, I've been telling my husband, I feel like I'm on the verge of something. And I don't know whether it's a mental breakdown or it's a breakthrough, something, something's happening, something's changing. And so a couple of weeks ago, I decided to take a social media break. I just was not feeling inspired. And I felt like I was not really faking it, but I wasn't, I wasn't digging deep into my soul anymore. And I I just felt empty. And so I took a week off of social and I told my husband, babe, I am, and I'm, I'm not being funny and I'm not minimizing this. Um, you know, I've been hospitalized before, you know, in a mental institution. And I said, I'm either going to snap and have a full blown mental breakdown. And I am going to commit myself or I am going off the grid. I am getting off of social media. I am getting off of blonding crew. I have to fucking do something. I have to get back into nature. And I just felt this call to get back into nature. And in the last couple of months, I've really opened myself up to, I'm looking for answers, right? And I'm, I'm looking for that something. And I didn't realize what it was for me 
is the spiritual aspect of my life that I have completely shut down and shut off because to me, spiritual means religion. And I am very much opposed to religion because of my religious upbringing. And so I had for 20 years, I've I've turned that off and these people keep coming into my life that are spiritual. And I'm like, "Ah, it's abrasive to to me. Right. So that right there, you know, you shine a light on it. So in the last year, six months, I've really just been feeling this more open call to maybe experiencing something outside of myself, you know, a higher power. And, And in AA, they teach you to connect with your higher power. And that sort of turned me off of AA. And, but I realized that everyone's higher power is different. So I have been working on myself really hard in the last couple months, going back to therapy. I'm, I'm currently in EMDR therapy, which is incredible. And, and therapy looks different for everybody. Um, I'm really, really working through, I'm healing. I'm working with a, a, a Reiki healer, life coach, bioenergetic healer, you know, and this is, this is all woo woo. I, I thought this was all crazy witchcraft, um, you know, a couple of years ago. And for me, this is what I need. This is where I am in this moment. And books keep appearing that talk about, you know, meditation and, and healing and all this. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, this is woo-woo and I don't want to. And this sounds like a lot of work and I don't want to do any more work. Right. <laughs> I've done so much work already. Like, help me. So wait, just, didn't you already say in the last episode that the work's never done and we're never going to get okay, there? Yes, I did. And thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, sorry. I know. I know. I know. I know. But it's, it's true. It's, you know, every level of your life requires different energy and different people and, and different outlooks and aspects and healing and learning and strategies. And, you know, that, that period that we talked about last podcast, that's done. That's not who I am. That's not my identity. It is a part of who I am. And, and I'm grateful for that. But now we're talking about a more evolved, uh, you know, dealing with our traumas and really sitting in the quiet and being and being still. And, and I fought it for so long because I'm like, I have fucking have ADHD. I have anxiety. And honestly, one of the points, one of the things that really led me to this whole sort of pushback of, I need to take care of myself was I started having these heart palpitations in October, November last year. And I literally thought I was dying. I'm like, Oh my God, is this a, is this a fucking heart attack? This is what I've done to myself you know, my drug addiction and my alcohol and my stress, this led me to this point where I'm going to croak. So I went to the doctor, I wore a heart monitor for, you know, two weeks. And, and when the doctor said, we got your results and I'm like, I'm going to have to have heart surgery. Like I'm preparing myself. And my doctor said, you were never out of fib. You were always in regular heartbeat. And I said, you're fucking wrong. You got the test mixed up. (laughs) And she's like, no. friend, this is what we call anxiety. You're having panic attacks. And I'm like, what? I've never been diagnosed with anxiety. I thought I was immune to anxiety. I thought I was just a high stress person. This was, um, the universe, God, higher power, whatever the fuck you want to call it saying, pay attention. I'm giving you fucking signs, bitch. You got to do shit different because what you're doing is you're still staying stuck in your old patterns. You're just transferring your addictions. You're working, you're teaching, you're doing all these things and being everything to everybody, except you're nothing to yourself. And that was a huge moment, a huge wake up call for me that made me go, okay, 
So I started tapping. I started meditations. I started all of these things to sort of self-soothe and learn to love myself the way I love other people. I have never been okay with myself. I've always faked it. You know, I've, I've always been like, oh, you don't like me. Fuck you. Well, that's a defense mechanism. That's a trauma response that I'm learning. So my journey and my part of my healing is to radically unconditionally love myself. And that is probably one of the hardest things I think that we as humans will ever do. And I know this journey will never end. And you get to fall more in love with yourself as the moments and the time go by, because the more you show up for yourself in those ways through breathwork, tapping, meditation, the EMDR therapy, like you get to know yourself more. And there's always going to be things we don't like about our body, our look, our personality, this, that, whatever. But when you can start to fall in love with all the things that are great about you, like, it's like your husband, if you're irritated and tired, you're going to pick up him apart, right? Everything he does is annoying, but you pause for a second and you're like, that's not what I want to focus on. He's this, he's that, he's all these things. Your whole perspective changes, but why would we, why do we do that for other people, but we don't do it for ourselves, right? And it's, you go to bed angry at yourself. Cause maybe you made some bad choices with food or, Oh, you fucked up and drank again, or Oh, you, you fucking took a client when you said you weren't going to. And so that you've stomped over your boundaries or you gave a discount because mm-hmm. fucking Sally was complaining about not being able to pay. Like there's so many yeah. ways in which we don't love on ourselves that doesn't necessarily equate in our mind to that's not showing ourselves love. We think mm-hmm. love is like this thing between two people and it's really the love you have for yourself as far as how can you take care of yourself? It might look like boundaries in the sense of getting into nature, having a stricter schedule with yourself, say no to certain people in your life. Um, you know, clients for sure. Like I said, yes to everybody in my early years. I mean, there be, I have literally seared in my brain moments of this one client I let be in my life for about 12 years. She came to me every single week and I would go to my car afterwards and like, I'm, I am a kind of like high stress person, but not really. I would literally bang the steering wheel and, and yell mm. out loud. And I would think to myself, why the fuck are you still taking this client? Are you that <laughs> scarcity mindset? But I didn't have the language to understand. That's what I was doing. I hadn't dove into personal development. I didn't understand what I was feeling. And so I just kept taking it, you know, yeah. and that's what we do to ourselves sometimes. And then we wonder why you know, people leave the industry. I felt like the pause from COVID allowed so many people to realize like they were just staying in this industry because it was easy. They had built it. They didn't want to let it go. It was like that relationship that was like, okay, but they weren't in love with it. And so good. I'm glad that people had the permission to leave and move on with their life. If this wasn't serving them anymore, same with careers, you know, if this industry isn't for you anymore, that's totally okay. And that's why I love making this podcast for so many other, any creative entrepreneurial type of spirits. Even if you're in corporate, you know, I always refer to my cousin, she's an accountant in corporate America. She loves this podcast because she has an addictive (laughs) personality. She was addicted to smoking pot and alcohol. Like she is part of the stories that we share. So to exclude people like her, because she's not in the beauty industry and entrepreneur felt off for me. And that's why I love that we can bring these vulnerable stories. Yes, you are a hairdresser by way of your career, but everything in your life wasn't because you were a hairdresser, you know, your upbringing and with the decisions you made growing up. And like, so it's so amazing to share these powerful stories. And that's what, like, if you're listening and you're trying to figure out how to build a brand that's authentic to you. And if you struggle to figure out what that word authentic means, that means you're probably not being authentic with yourself. If you know what it means to show up authentically, it's not a trigger word because you know who you are. And 
every new experience allows you to figure out who you are a little bit more, what you're willing to deal with, what you love, what you don't love. You know, that's what's great about early relationships, right? You learn how you need to be loved or how you want to love somebody else. Same with, with business. And as, as we evolve, that's why, you know, I used to look up to women that were in their forties and fifties because they would say it gets so much better when you're this age, because you don't give a fuck about X, Y, Z anymore. And I was like, wow, can't wait till I'm there. But it comes from by way of having these experiences that you shared from 30 to 40. You're not who you were. You're not who you were at 25. I'm not who I was at 19 or pre having my son and all these experiences that you've had. It's like, it is what shapes you to start to make the decisions. And I love that you've figured out a way to bring spirituality and love back into your life by way of a higher power, because it does look different for everybody. And I know so many people that had really strict, you know, religious upbringings that felt that way and it pushed them away from, you know, wanting any part of it. But really at the end of the day, it's about believing in something bigger than yourself on the days when you don't feel like you're enough. It's that's who you can lean into to hold that space and know that you are meant to be here for a reason. That's why you're still here. And, you know, continually to show up even when it gets tough, but honoring the seasons that you go in because so often in business, I mean, if you, if you're on social media, if you listen to podcasts, you consume. Mm -hmm. And while we're consuming, sometimes we're in that season of winter and you start to compare yourself to people in their spring and summer seasons and they're flourishing and they're growing and they're, (laughs) and you're over here paying attention to that thinking, I'm not in that sale. Fucking I'm not doing enough. Or you start to try to do it like they're doing And that's when you get in that, like, I'm not good enough. Why am I even trying? But like, you got to realize everyone goes, everyone's seasons are different. And until we start to honor that and realize that you were in a season of winter, like you needed to shut down because you had done so much for your spring, summer, and fall. You weren't honoring that now was the season that you need to pour back into yourself, pull back a little bit. Shit's working great. Like what I've done is like awesome. And it's created some runway for me. You didn't set yourself up in your business and life to be like, now it's me time. I'm going to pull back a little bit. And then when I come back, I'm going to be on fire. But I hope now you saw by taking that time, we're going to structure that into your business and your life so that you always have those pockets to lean into. And it's not to the point of like, I need to go now. It's like, oh my God, cool. This week I'm going ham because in two weeks I'm taking a trip with the girls. Like I get to do all these things. Like that's always how I had such a great mentor when I started to get into the business side and the coaching side that told me, build your business around the life you want to have. And Mm -hmm. I was far enough into my adult life to know kind of what I needed in order for that to happen. Like I have the peak hours that I work really well in, which is in the morning. Don't talk to me after nine 30. Like I'm fucking shit. And <laughs> there's things that I've had to learn to work with that I work best in. And that's been able to support this and, and for me to create what I do. And so for you to create what you do, we got to figure out seasons that are going to serve you best too, so that you don't get into a place where you feel yeah. I'm going to get committed or I need to fucking yeah. quit doing hair. Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, the more experiences we have, the wiser we get, hopefully, you know, and, and there's, for me, just being that, that addict and that unhealed trauma and it just that drive that more, right. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. And and I think there will always be part of that more for me because I am an achiever. Um, You know, I'm a, my human design, I'm a generator. I'm a easy breezy genius as they call it. And it's like, But what I've learned about myself recently, I I think I've always known this, but I didn't know how to articulate it. So I, um, my sacral center is my gut. And one of my gifts and one of my purposes is when I trust my gut, I'm in, I'm in flow and people want to be around and, you know, I ooze confidence and I wasn't trusting my gut. I had shut that down 
for a multitude of reasons. And when I started leaning into that just a little, and then a little more, and then a little more, and then a little more, it's like, okay, my life now does not look like what I thought it would. And that's okay. My life is not what it used to be. And that's okay. And there was this weird sort of limbo that I was caught in. When you, you're growing, do you, can you guys remember growing pains? Like as a teenager, like you're, I literally remember telling my mom, my bones hurt, my bones hurt. And it's that no one can see it. You feel it and no one can see it. And that is such a weird place to be in. And my bones have been growing and I didn't know how to articulate it or express it. And I didn't even know what was happening. I'm like, I want to quit hair. I'm miserable. No, I'm growing. I'm changing. I'm evolving. And that limbo space is really hard. And once you sort of lean into it and lean into it, it's, it's natural to want to go back. I know that. And even though it might be uncomfortable, it just kind of pulls you back. It seduces you back. And when you lean more into yourself and for me, trusting my gut and going, okay, I don't know what any of this means, but I'm feeling a type of way in my gut and in my soul and in my spirit that I have to acknowledge and I have to, have to take this leap. I, I told you Jessica earlier, I'm standing at the edge of a cliff and I cannot see there's a cloud in front of me and I cannot see what is in front of me. And it's, it's easy for me to go back because I know that way. I know it so well. It was awful and miserable and amazing all in the same breath. But guess what? That was my story. That is not my story anymore. So I'm standing at the edge of the cliff and I can go back and I can go back to being unhappy and miserable or just being, just existing, not living, not thriving. Or I can take that fucking leap, close my eyes and just trust myself that I am going to hit fucking ground. And it's probably going to look better than I could have ever fucking imagined. But trusting, trusting your, your gut, your intuition is, it's not easy. And I I don't know that it ever gets easier. I mean, the more you do it, obviously the, the easier it gets, but Trusting, trusting our guts, listening to our, our hearts. And, and for me, it was going, escaping to this beautiful, you know, house in the woods on a lake where I had all these, um, all these preconceived notions. I was going to get out in nature and I was going to hike. And guess what I was doing for my downtime? I was planning every fucking second of it. And nature said, no, bitch, I'm going to rain for five days. You cannot get out in nature. You have four hours to go out and kayak with your dog and do a little adventure. But other than that, I need you to sit. I need you to sit and be still and fucking listen. Listen to your gut. Listen to your heart. Listen for once in your life. Shut your mouth and listen. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I listened. And it, it looked different than I thought it was going to. And I'm telling you, I mean, you could probably hear it from my voice. I came back from that just with clarity because I sat, I sat in my yuck. I sat in the silence. You know, I wasn't on my phone 24 seven. I wasn't doing, I wasn't going, which is new to me. So when I was quiet, that's when my, that's when my answers, my clarity, this, this new evolved version came and I'm like, 
I'm not, I'm not going back. I don't know what the fuck this looks like for me in the future, but I'm not going back. (laughs) So powerful. And that's the thing about why meditation and yoga and breath work is so important and why it's, it's like taking off right now, because it's not the vehicle right? If we could all just put ourselves on a couch with no Wi-Fi and no distractions and do that, you wouldn't need modalities like breath work and meditation and yoga because you could just do it. But the reason why these other things exist is for you to get to that state so you can listen, so you can hear yourself, so the answers can come. And when you start to do practices like tapping, meditation, yoga, breath work with intention behind it, that's when the real power comes, right? Because you sit in those practices with the intention of this is what I want to call in. This is what I want to release. This is what I want to focus on. You know, For me, clarity walks in the morning with no headphones, no music, no nothing, just being in nature. Yes, I'm walking through the streets of my neighborhood, but I put myself in an environment in a neighborhood that is so beautiful that it takes me out of my fucking state of headspace that I'm in and and puts me back into the reality. And by the end of every walk, like I either feel more peaceful about something, I've come to a conclusion about something, another great idea has come through. Like that's where the beautiful magic happens when you can create that space for you, for yourself. And that's why peppering that into either every single day, every single week, uh, every other week, whenever it is that you need to have that come into your life. For me, it's every single day. That's why I have to work out every morning. Not every morning looks like a fucking two hour session at the gym. Sometimes it's just a mile walk around the block for 15 minutes. Sometimes it's sitting in my meditation room on the, on the cat, on the floor, you know, journaling in a journal where nothing's coming up for me, but I gave myself the room to write in the journal just to see, you know, and create that space. But creating that, those magical spaces in your life can keep you in momentum, can keep you from getting into those p- positions where you feel stuck and uninspired and unempowered and all of that. So if you're finding yourself in this story, listening to this episode, like share your takeaways with us, DM us, a screenshot that share it with a friend who maybe is going through that and needs to hear these words too, because everything we've talked about is just so powerful. And it's the kind of stuff that you might listen to an episode like this and be like, oh, that was so uplifting and great. And then you hit end on it and you go about your day and you do nothing with this information that you've just listened to. And I think we are all in a state of uh, overconsumption. We want to listen. We want to learn. Yeah. We want, want, want all the things but we are, we are real slow to start to implement and integrate those things into our life, even though we hear stories that you're sharing, stories that I'm talking about, of how doing the integration, the hard part, changes things for you, makes them better while making it hard. Like it's all part of the process. Like I said in the very beginning of the last episode, there's no one quick fix. There's no one size fits all. There's no go to this type of therapy and then you're going to be like totally fine or there's an end date, right? You don't eat a salad and get skinny. You don't eat a cheeseburger and get fat. It's like you, the analogies work for everything that we do in life. And so if you can just lean into that and relax into that, this is just how life is, you can be so much more accepting of when shit happens. But when you carve out this time, that's why I teach those non-negotiables in the morning of, you know, the me time, the movement and the journaling. It's like those three things, whether it's five minutes or 55 minutes of my time set me up to create that space. So if, and when shit happens, like I'm better equipped to, to handle all of that. Um, and I can't wait to like share more about how we process and move through in this industry together and share that with other people listening, because I feel like the two of us have so many different qualities, strengths, weaknesses that I feel like having you on, you know, once a week to talk to everybody about just what life's look like behind the chair and how we can, you know, be more diversified in the conversations that we bring to our clients along with learning more technical, cool things. But you guys, if you loved either of these episodes, please 
share them with your friends, but tag somebody who could also hear this story. But we, we want to hear from you. If this, if this is something you love, you know, getting to listen in on, um, you know, we share this because we know that by sharing stories like this, it's allowing you to feel seen and to know that you're not alone and that you are in control of your future. What has happened in the past is that, and neither you or I or Sarai can change that. Um, but we're here to help you in any way that we can moving forward, whether it's with business life, a conversation, a quick, you know, how are you? Uh, reach out because a lot of times we know we need help, but the majority of people that run like her and I, we don't know what we need help with exactly. We're at <laughs> this place of overwhelm and we're on the hamster wheel of life and we're like, it feels weak and vulnerable to ask for help. It feels really like you're wasting someone's time if you don't know exactly what you need help with. But sometimes just having those conversations unlocks exactly what it is that you need help with. And the answers start to come to you if you create that space in your life to go and listen to yourself. Um, so yeah, all such powerful shit. Well, I, I just want to acknowledge what you said earlier about this constant consuming. Um, so if you're not in a place where you feel you're ready to lean into this, I, a couple months ago was constantly consuming podcasts and, you know, manifestation, babe and Sahara Rose and, you know, all of these podcasts. And my, my coach said to me, like, you're taking all this information in and, and you're just, you're inundating yourself with it. Like just be, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ready to be like, we're so stimulated and constantly like shoving shit in our brains and our eyes. And I'm, I'm so glad I did that because I got to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I do need to lean into this. Maybe I do need to lean into this. So even if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Oh, I don't know. They're talking about some really weird things. That's cool. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe you're going to hear another podcast of someone else. Maybe you're going to hop onto Sahara roses or whoever you get inspired to and you're going to lean a little more and it didn't just like a teeny little bit. So taking those little baby steps and just sitting and really just acknowledging, just acknowledging right now, how, how are you feeling? Check in with yourself. Like, how are you really feeling? Give yourself some space, give yourself five minutes in your fucking car alone to just sit, no music, no nothing. And how, how am I, how am I, what is, what is resonating with me? And then take a step in that direction. It doesn't have to be these big, huge movements where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in such a bad space. And all of a sudden I'm running away. I have a yurt and I'm teaching, you know, yoga. I joke that I want to do that all the time. I want to run away. I want to live in a yurt and I want to teach yoga to baby goats. I don't want to teach baby goat yoga. I want to teach yoga to baby goats. Okay. I know that's crazy, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be big, huge movements all the time. No, you're right. Just and it's what we do consistently even if it's a teeny tiny sliver of you know a line or two in your journal maybe you, you close your eyes for five minutes and call it meditation like whatever that looks like for you honor that and I love the idea of the baby steps one of my good friends from the you know, fitness world she has this theme it's one percent better every day one percent mm -hmm. is nothing right one percent could mean I wake up five minutes earlier today. 1% means I'm going to think about that before I respond or react. 1% uh, <laughs> 1 better means I can give grace to things when they happen because I know that that's life. You know, 1% could be sh listening to you say what you just did and say, I really do need to check in with myself. I, I stay busy. I stay distracted. So I don't have to deal with X, Y, or Z, you know, getting honest with yourself about what is going on, but really it's as simple as checking in. How am I? That was really powerful. And it sounds so simple, but we don't do it enough, especially women. I know we don't. 
and we don't do it for each other enough either. You know, if you, yeah. if you see somebody else struggling and they, and you know, ask them three times, it's the first yeah. time you're going to get the flat answer of, oh, I'm good. How are you? Or the second time you're going to get it. No, yeah, yeah. Things are good. The third time they might be like, wow, she really gives a fuck, you know? And again, both of our DMS are open. If you need somebody to give a fuck, um, and, and neither of us, neither of us are experts or doctors or therapists no. or any of that, but no. I, we are the connectors, the master connectors. And I will refer you to 72 other people who can refer <laughs> you to the next, you know, it's like, we all know people who know people. And it's, so it's like, don't think it's a weakness to reach out for help or say, Hey, shit's not right. And I just don't know quite what's not right. Like that's my job as a mentor and coach or whatever the fuck you want to call me. I, I, neither of those words resonate with me some days. And I'm like, who am I to help people? But <laughs> listen, who are we not to help people? You are all have the capabilities of helping somebody. Um, well, and that's, I, I love that. That is such a beautiful point. You have strengths that I don't have. I have strengths that you don't have and we cannot be everything to everyone. So of course we're going to fall short in some areas. Find someone who has those strengths and attach yourself, use them, emulate them, talk to them, pull them into your world because we can't be everything to everyone. And we're not supposed to be, we're supposed to, as humans, we're supposed to connect with people. So connect with people, reach out. Like you said, reach out, DM, send this podcast to somebody that you're thinking about. Like human connection is so incredibly important and it should not be underestimated. I, I love that. I love that. Okay. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Where, where do you live? We didn't even say that in the last episode. We were just like, peace. Um, you hang out on Instagram a ton, a shit ton. I do. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's your home. Second home. It, it is. Um, so I'm on Instagram platinum giraffe. My, uh, private education inspiration community is the blonding crew. And you can just join that. Click the link in my bio on the platinum giraffe page. Um, I have classes, I have in-person workshops coming up. All that information can be found on my website. Just go to the Platinum Draft on Instagram, click the link in my bio, and you can find me. You can stalk me. I'm available for stalking. I appreciate yes. it. All stalking, <laughs> welcome. She's in Kansas City at the end of the month. It is now June, and she will be in San Diego in August. I'm so excited. So if you're local, you listen to this podcast. Whether or not you're a hairdresser, I feel like these kind of – I mean, obviously, they're hair classes, but I feel like we have to do a one-day add-on here with just, like, some motivational, like – Oh, yeah. Baby yeah. goat yoga, maybe. <laughs> baby goat yoga. Baby goat stuff. yoga. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. You guys, if you love this episode and you want more of the two of us, just like rapping about life and shit, please let me know because I want to convince her, uh, to come on and, and co-host this with me once a week. I think it would be beneficial for both of us. And I think you guys would love just getting to hear two people who have been in the industry for half their life. Um, uh, just sharing what real shit looks like and what we're going to do in, in, in the future. So again, if you love this episode, share it with your friend, tag us and, uh, let us know all of the things sending you a ton of love. Go follow Sarai. Say hi, tell her I sent you, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend. Like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically. Yeah,